Right, we're on. We're on anyway, but no need for form, no need for formal intros, mate. But um, <laughs> yeah, the the second guest, who's well, third guest, other than my mum, to be on. Um, we just had an absolute nightmare trying to sort it out for the last half an hour almost. But, yeah, yeah. Mate, technology these days. Yeah, it ain't right, is it? But um, yeah, just introduce yourself, mate. Who are you? What do you do? Tell the people about yourself. Um, my name is Tay. I'm a MMA fighter and a kickboxing and MMA coach. Um, and on the side, I dabble a lot with sort of mental health and men's mental health. Um, yeah. I use my martial arts background in doing that. You know, I try and uh, um, incorporate the exercise and the, um, the aggression side of it to kind of help yeah, people yeah. open up a little bit. Yeah. Because that's what it, like, that's... I think it's one of the best things for it, to be honest, mate. But yeah, that's that's pretty much me. I'm just I'm all about martial arts, discipline, um, and yeah, just all out fighting, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, mate. I hear that. Um, I agree though. Exercise is just like any form of exercise, like whether you come from a martial arts background or just go to the gym, whatever. I think it's like the best thing you can do for your mental health, really. Like, if you're physically functioning, you're mentally functioning as well, and to some extent. But um, yeah, also to start off with, where can people find you if they want to get at you? Because obviously you've got your own podcast as well and your Instagram yeah, yeah. and yeah, so just let the people know. I'll put the links in the description and stuff as well. So Yeah, cool. So you can find me on Instagram at Tay Sullivan MMA. Um, yeah, I do have a podcast. It's called Tay Sullivan's Fight Talk Show. Yeah. Um, that pretty much just consists of, it's mainly, um, I've got, at the moment I've had like athletes on there and um people like that but i do tend to have i've had one guest who's a bit different he was a he was a trader yeah ex trader yeah but um the, the the mindset and the concept that he goes into trading is pretty similar to what um pretty much anyone has to go through even as an athlete or just an everyday person if you're trying to sort of battle with your own mind and in a sense yeah. um <clears throat> so i do yeah, I have a different array of guests um i've had pro boxers American football players, personal trainers, and it's pretty much just talking about how they deal with their battles every day to to focus yeah. on what they're on what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I when we first got in contact, I can't remember who told us to get in contact. So obviously, get quite a Brad few messages. Had it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, big up Brad. Yeah, yeah. But um, big up Brad boy. Yeah. So he got us in contact and just said that you did your podcast and it's like the same, trying to promote good mental health and fitness and just educating yeah, people yeah. really and um so obviously we got in contact then but i think when we first got in contact or a couple months after i listened to one with the american football guy and is it your snc coach oh yeah yeah craig craig and ross yeah yeah, yeah. that's it yeah 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 that was pretty funny to be fair yeah because they're, they're kind of um they're kind of my mates as well yeah and ross ross uh, ross is one of my training partners yeah um I was friends with Craig before I decided to go with him as my SNC coach. Yeah. So yeah, but obviously it just it felt right to have him on. You know, have yeah. a Ross Ross, who's he's predominantly a boxer now. He stopped um, kickboxing and that, so he's just doing boxing at the moment. Hopefully, see him again soon. Yeah. But with Craig, because he's such a unit, mate. If you if you've seen pictures of this yeah. guy, like his quads are bigger than my body. So I was just yeah. like, I need just... I need you on. I need to know like yeah. what, what you do. One of those um, freaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, mate. He's huge, and uh, so yeah, it just it made the conversation easy. Do you know what I mean? But especially when the mates, you can kind of relax a little bit. Oh yeah, um, it's so much easier, isn't it? If you've got a mate on, or like, yeah, 
Definitely. I and mean, with Ross, it was easy to talk to him because, you know, if I can kick and punch him in the face, then I can I can yeah. sit down and have a conversation. I'm sure he'll be all right chatting to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, let's... Uh, so, where, like, where did you grow up? You Where do you live now? Torquay, is it? Yeah, I live in Torquay, yeah, down yeah. Devon Way. Yeah, did you grow up? But, um, for a while, I grew up... I grew up pretty much around Devon, but originally from London. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I kind of went to and fro. So half my family live in London, half my family yeah. live down there. Yeah. So it was it was a case of wherever I was at the time, I would go to the other place for holidays, pretty much. So yeah, yeah. You know, I'd spend half half my time here, half my time up there. But yeah. predominantly, most of my time has been down in Devon. Um, yeah. yeah. Apart from like the later teenage years, I moved back up to London. That's where yeah. I met Brad. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so, and I loved it down, I love it down there, do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I still go up to London and I go up there quite often, to be fair. And yeah. when I'm there, I'm there like, do you know what? I miss London, I love London. But then yeah. when I come down here, I realise like, especially for mental health as well, I, I prefer the countryside, everyone's so friendly, everyone kind of like, 100%, you know, they nod yeah. to each other, say hello. When you're in London, everyone's just like, bam, 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 get, get shit done. Yeah, I couldn't imagine like living in the hustle and bustle of London, I just couldn't do it. Like I like being near the sea too much and being able to go for a swim and yeah, that's it, man. and like yeah, as you said, everyone's just so friendly. Like you can walk past yeah. people and say hello and they're not just gonna stare at you, they'll like speak back. Like <laughs> but um Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the city life wouldn't be for me. But so what I want to ask you as well is so how did you start like getting into the whole MMA fighting or even just combat sports in general? Like it it's pretty weird, really, because I never, I never thought I'd ever like fight in a in a professional kind of scene. Yeah. I've always, yeah. <laughs> I've always been a, I was, I was a bit of a shit, like growing yeah. up as a teenager and that. So I got into a lot of fights, and when I was allowed to go out and drink, I'd, I'd be yeah. in a lot of fights in town. So yeah. I never thought I'd do it. In a, I played rugby pretty much my whole life, so I started rugby at five. Yeah, and I stopped playing rugby when I went back up to London at I was like seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, um, just mainly because I was at a good I was at a good level in rugby. Yeah, so when I moved to London, the teams that I'd play for were either too good for my level or yeah. not good enough for. Do you know what I mean? There was no yeah. like You're in just between. Stuck, yeah, stuck in the middle. Yeah, literally. So I just thought oh, I'll just focus on on studying and I'll I'll, I'll stop playing rugby. Yeah. Um, but it got to a point where I was just, I'm, I'm always an active person. Do you know what I mean? I've loved sport has been pretty much my life. It's what I did at college, what I did at uni. Yeah, sport yeah. has always been my life. So when I stopped playing rugby, I was itching. And by the time I moved back to Devon, I was so small. Like, and t- I, there was no way I was getting on a rugby pitch with men. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got really skinny because I was studying. I wasn't really eating properly. I got really skinny and just drinking too much. Yeah, drinking too much. I wasn't looking after myself yeah. at all, mate. I'm, yeah. It got to a point where like, my head was bigger than my body and I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, what have I done it? Yeah, yeah, so, I hear um, that. And it was actually my one of my mates moved into my my house while I was in London. Yeah. Because um, we had like, my parents built pretty much like an outhouse for me to live in before I went up. Yeah. So obviously that was free. He had troubles at home and that. We always looked after him. So he moved in when I was in London. And he had, he was quite a big guy. He was quite, quite on the, um, he was pretty overweight. Yeah. But he got into MMA while I was in London. And when I came back, I didn't even fucking recognize him. Like the kid was, yeah. he was in shape. And I was like, what's happened there? And he told, he said, oh, I've been training 
MMA just up the road. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll come with you. Like, yeah. now, that I'm, now that we're pretty much living together, it'd be good to do something. And that was it. First session, hooked. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't, it was just like, yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's probably been a good thing as well if you said, like, you're a bit of a little shit, like, when you're younger. Like, it's probably, like, channeled some oh, anger, yeah, hasn't it? Like, put into something more productive and positive. Like, 100%, mate. And I, I try and promote, like, the discipline side of it because now... I've been doing it since 19, so about four years now. Yeah. If I go out in town now, I could be, I could be slaughtered, and people people could start on me. People could, and I'll just yeah. I'll just walk away. It's no it's no challenge. Yeah. I'm just like yeah, have a good night, bud. But yeah, four or five years ago, I'd have been straight in that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And also, if you like train to a certain level, or if you like smack someone up, ain't it class is like a dangerous weapon or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't find that out until one time. Um, Something did. Someone kicked. Off. I wasn't even out this this night, but yeah. something did kick off. And I seen um, well, a girl I know. She was getting like pretty much dragged around by this yeah. older bloke. Yeah. So we went over. Just saw. I didn't do anything at first. I just said to him, like, mate, what are you, what are you doing? This is a young girl. He took yeah. a swing at me. I gave him a crack. Yeah. He like he dropped, and then the police turned up. I didn't go. I didn't run or anything. I said to the police, like, look, this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They asked me what I did. I told them what I did. And then they're like, you got to be careful. They're pretty cool about it, but they're like, you got to be careful because if anything did happen, you're classed as a, um, a dang, because you're trained, you're classed as a dangerous yeah. weapon and you can get a lot of time for that. And I was like, yeah. shit. Yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Like, I didn't, yeah, the I found that out was probably, maybe, probably within the last year, to be fair. And it's just so, like, crazy how you can... It's crazy. It is crazy, man. And the thing is with MMA as well is that we're not just trained to punch and kick people. Obviously, yeah. that's a dangerous thing, but we're like, I do jujitsu. So there's that is literally training how to kill someone. There. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Obviously, obviously it's controlled and you make that like they'll tap, but essentially, I can, you can, like most yeah. of the moves you can do, you can break legs, you can, so yeah. I can, I can see it. But yeah, it's, it's crazy that they actually class it as that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so you're coaching as well. Just yeah. is that just kickboxing? Um, just kickboxing at the moment. I teach so the teenage MMA classes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. because obviously with the adults, I'm in those classes. I don't teach yeah. any of the adult stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, but I, I mainly teach kickboxing. So like the teens are pretty much my my squad, but then I help out with all the younger guys as well. Yeah, yeah. So I guess because of the whole pandemic that we've had over the last year, business hasn't been very good at the minute. Well, luckily for us, we're we're quite a big academy, so we got yeah. three in London and one down, one down our way now. Oh, nice! Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there's there's thousands of members across all academies. Yeah. So we we're pretty lucky. We we're pretty lucky with that, and we kept um like Zoom classes. I know they're not quite the same as having yeah. everyone in there and like the atmosphere, but we kept everything going. So we've had a lot of loyal loyal members who yeah, stayed that's, with that's us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, we're still providing a service, and the people that go, that's obviously. If it's due to finances and stuff like that, then that's fair enough. Um, yeah, you know we can't we can't fault them for it. But we yeah we've we've been pretty lucky with, with the pandemic really. Yeah, yeah, that's good because obviously a lot of people have been stitched up by it. Like, yeah, the gym yeah, I I've heard of gyms actually completely closing down now. Yeah, well, the gym I train at, they've like since I've been there, they've never put their like membership price up or anything. But obviously, because they've had no, they froze everyone's memberships from like when the lockdown happened to now. Obviously, Monday yeah. when they open back up. And they've like had to put everyone's membership up by five or a month. It's like not a lot, but obviously they must have lost so much money. Like yeah, they haven't to do that. Yeah, so like even if you're like renting the building you're in, or even if you even if you own it, whatever, 
But if you've got those overheads still coming out, but you're not getting any money coming in, I can see why a lot of people have like it's had a major impact on them. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. You got small businesses closing all over the place. Like yeah. a message. There's a kid I know who's who trains Muay Thai up at the Bristol Way. Yeah. He's saying I don't even have a gym at the moment. I'm just I'm just training one to ones because yeah, they've they've because of COVID they've completely shut. It's bad, and it is. It's not a nice time to be a business owner, but. You never know. It might boom afterwards because people have had this whole year out of not doing like much physical contact or anything like that. They loads it, loads yeah. of members might sign up. Like you never know. But do you think like COVID as a whole has that affects has affected you like physically or mentally, like your mental health, physical health, anything? I think yeah, and and in both ways really, like good and bad. So the first when we first got locked down, obviously. Last year, they said, what, it was going to be like three, four weeks? Yeah. And so I saw I saw that as, because I train constantly, you know, I never have a day yeah. off. I'm just, because I work at the gym, so I'm always there doing it. I'm always there yeah. doing it. Yeah. So I said, well, I thought to myself, oh, three, four weeks, do you know what? I am just going to sit down and do, yeah. do nothing. And then because I did, because I did that, and I just chilled out for those couple of weeks, and obviously it started dragging on and on yeah. and on. I couldn't bring myself to actually get up and do stuff. So for the first, so that for that first six months or five months, however long we were in that lockdown for, yeah, I did nothing. I was like, I got yeah. out of shape. I didn't really train much. Maybe once a month, and yeah, I was getting really like, yeah, really down on it. Really down on it. It's like driving me mental. Yeah. And then um, obviously we went back for what a couple months after summer. Yeah. And then back into lockdown again. But those. Couple of months back, obviously, I started to get back into the swing of things. Started training again, yeah. And then I started to, yeah, I started to sort of like rebuild my sanity because I kind of did lose my head a little bit through. through oh yeah, of course. Down. And I think mo- most people would, you know what I mean? Like who's? Yeah. It's ne- never been heard of. Have we ever been locked in our houses for, for five months? It's, five, yeah, it's five mental. Months. Yeah. Right. So it's... um. But yeah, so when I went when we got back, it was. Get back into the swing of things, and then we went back into another lockdown. But I was determined. <laughs> I was determined. I was yeah. like, oh, do you know what? Just, just keep it through. It was only through November, wasn't it? Just like one month. Yeah. So yeah. it's like oh, I'll get through that. And then, yeah, we get back, and then we break up. So for my gym closes at Christmas for two weeks as well. Yeah. So yeah. pretty much, like, if you add it all up, I've had about a year off work. Yeah. <laughs> but then this lockdown, since January, it's just been complete personal growth. Like, yeah. I've stuck to a training regime. I've just focused on what's going to happen when I go back. If I keep doing this now, if I keep doing this now, then it's all going to be set in line for when I go back. Yeah, yeah. That has completely, completely set me now. I go back Monday. I'm in probably the best shape of my life without any coaches or gyms or anything like that just because I've just stuck to my regime. And obviously there have been days where I've been like, I can't be bothered to do this. (laughs) But some usually they're my best training days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I wake up, but I ain't doing this today. As soon as I get it done, I'm there. I'm like, yeah, that was, that was class. Yeah, I hear that. I feel exactly the same. But I think for me, when the lockdown first started last year, it was kind of like because I've been training at the gym, just following the program I was following for however long. Like when that first lockdown happened, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. Like do some home workouts. It's a bit different. It's like a little novelty. But then yeah. after like three or four months, you're like. The novelty wears off and you're at home workouts you're just like oh this is so boring 
like <laughs> same thing every day yeah like tried ru- tried running and i haven't run in ages and like just strained my groin and i was just like nah this ain't the one like <laughs> <laughs> so like now i'm just oh i can't wait for monday for the gym to open up again and just get back into some form of proper training routine yeah yeah that's it and, it, and, and i've seen like a lot of people kind of getting pressured not pressured but they feel pressured to start back on the 12th and just get straight back into yeah it. yeah but like I'm, I've been saying to loads of people that message me, like, don't feel like you have to go crack on on the 12th and go straight in and start busting out 100 kilograms yeah. fucking bench press. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just just take it easy. Go in. Even if you just go in and run on the treadmill for half an hour, that's more yeah. than what yeah. that's more than what you would have done. Do you know what I mean? Don't pressure. Because I know people are going to go back and people are going to lose strength. No one's going to, unless oh, you've yeah. got like a home, full-on home gym. Yeah. Nobody's leaving the gym, bench pressing 100 kilo, doing home workouts and then going back and doing the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's about, I think, when it, going back, it's about just not expecting too much and just ease yourself in. And yeah. Pretty much start from scratch is the best best opportunity for people to start from scratch and think of new goals and new ideas. And, like, the thing is, as well, after, like, a month or so, your muscle memory will come back. You, like, your strength yeah. levels will come back so much quicker than what they took to actually get to that level. So you'll, you'll be back within yeah, no time, really. Like, I don't think... People shouldn't expect to, like you said, go back in there and just be get a PB on a bench or a squat or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm literally dreading it. Like, first leg session back, like squatting a hundred for one and just being like, "No, nah, I'm battered." Like, <laughs> <laughs> next day not being able to walk. Yeah, yeah, like, mate. There's going to be some sore people on Tuesday, like some completely battered. Hundred percent. You can yeah. have people that are just going to go all out as well. Yeah, you know what I'm here for three hours. I'm just yeah. having it. I'm going to do a whole body workout and just get <laughs> jacked. And then the next day they'll be like bedridden. <laughs> but nah, it, overall, I think it's been a bit of a mixture in the like COVID times. Cause obviously it's not mm. nice for anyone to, for me personally, it wasn't nice. Cause I'm just like not being able to go out. My mom's high risk as well. Cause of illness. So she's, so I've been able to do anything. Yeah. I've had to be like really careful. Obviously she's had both our jabs now because of being high risk but still i've got to be like remotely careful now obviously yeah but, so for like that first few months especially even the first few months this winter when the lockdown happened it was just horrible like just so boring when it's raining all the time you can't go for a swim like nothing yeah like that. winter lockdowns even worse oh, as well yeah really. but At then in the summer you could kind of just go out and chill yeah but then like last so i was working on a building site before the lockdown happened and it's not what, like no way what i want to do like I, just, I hated it and um so I've, when the lockdown first happened and then it seemed to be going on for longer than like three or four weeks I was like I just I vowed to myself never to go back to a building site as a job and that kind of made me want to start doing this I've been thinking about it for ages yeah. like a couple of years but so in some ways lockdown was a silver lining so it was like it actually made me do something that I wanted to do for so long so if I was working I'd be like nah I haven't got the time or I'd, I'll care too much yeah, about yeah. what people think who I work with so I won't do it like but it's kind of just made me realise like you shouldn't actually give a shit what people think about you and like just do what you want to do, like yeah, hundred percent. So I think 100%. it's been it's been good for that reason. So what? So with your when was the last time you released a podcast? You still doing it? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> well, the last one I released was probably that trader. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was a few months ago. And, it's just been it's just been difficult because I've been so focused now on yeah. training. I've been <laughs> I've kind of neglected it a bit, but I do I do want to start getting more more people on and things like that. It's just hard to 
<clears throat> it's hard to balance it a little bit sometimes. Yeah. And I'm trying to look for, um, obviously, with the sort of people that I have on, I'm trying to look for people that can kind of show a teachable moment in some aspect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. with like my first guest, Toby Binden, um, who just won his BKB professional debut yeah, the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, worked like absolute quality fighter, professional fighter, but yeah. he's had some hard times. You know what I mean? He, he took, he took a few years off, like three to four years off and he was just smashing drink, doing yeah. drugs, went off the rails a bit. Do you know what I mean? But then he had come back to a professional, like martial art, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the hardest sport on yeah. the planet. So just going away from, from that and just, you know, getting messed up to then come yeah. back and fully focused. Like, I felt like he could have something to to teach people that are struggling. So it's kind of hard to, yeah. To and I love I love I love for people to approach me rather than me trying to go out and find find yeah. people. Do you know what I mean? I feel it, that. It's, it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult because you don't know you don't know whether or not like I've loads of like football mates and stuff like that. But I think like I like I like sports that um more like solo sports. Obviously, I had. Craig with the American footballer, but yeah. he is predominantly a personal trainer. He just yeah. lifts, lifts and lifts. So that's that's solo. He has to yeah. put himself. He doesn't have to rely on a team to kind of, to kind yeah, of help yeah. him out. So yeah. yeah, it's just difficult finding guests. And I think I've just got a I have been rethinking maybe rebranding it a little bit. Yeah. Um so I've I have had like loads of different ideas of what I'm gonna do with it. And obviously the recording side of it as well. I want to start doing video podcasts. I've been looking into getting some equipment for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it is coming back. I'm looking to get some things on it, but yeah, it's just been it's just been difficult at the moment. Yeah, I think the like even from my personal experience with it, I think the video podcast is such a good thing to do, like putting it on YouTube. Yeah, because like even me personally. I'd rather watch a podcast than listen to it because I like to see like yeah. mannerisms and what's like, going on. Yeah, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, obviously it's a bit different at the minute. Like, ideally, we wouldn't be on Zoom; we'd be sat like with each other doing it. <laughs> but like yeah. because of the world, we <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just awkward. But um, yeah, I think definitely go for the video one, like as well as Spotify. But I think with your point about um, like asking people to come on. I'm the same as you. Like, I will ask people if I want them to come on, but I, I don't have any problem with anyone approaching me and being like, "Can I come on?" Yeah. Like, I've, I've got a good story, or like, I think I could fit in for a good conversation. I'm like, yeah, like bring it on, like that's sick. Yeah, crack on. That's, that's yeah. what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it's all about. Like, but obviously, if Brad didn't message me about you, then we probably wouldn't have ever done this. But I just thought. Yeah, it's true. Man. Yeah, I remember him messaging me about it. He said, "Oh, I've, I've got a mate down on my um, my way that does a similar sort of podcast to you." And I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, shoot, shoot over." And he said, yeah. "Over." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I could definitely get involved in that." Yeah, mate, hundred percent. And obviously, if you ever do one, I'm more than happy to come on yours and talk about my side of things instead of like your side of yeah, things. Yeah, hundred percent, Another point I wanted to talk about is what the view like on mental health is in combat sports, whether that's an amateur level or an elite level, like in the UFC, did people talk about it a lot? Is it an open thing? Or do you think there's like, do you think it's hitting quite well because it's quite a bravado sport? Um, to be honest, no, like no. everyone, yeah. everyone associates MMA with obviously just brutal animals. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, not everyone, but I like, met the majority of people. They just see us as, just like just idiots basically that just, just want to fight but they're yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's probably one of the most emotional sports on the planet because you yeah. think about when we when we train for a camp, um, could be like if you talk about the UFC, some of them are training for two to three months for a fight. They know they're mm. fighting someone. It may not be announced, but they're training. They put themselves yeah. through hell. Like, I remember my my last Muay Thai fight and I was cutting weight for it. <laughs> I woke up on the morning. <laughs> yeah, man, cutting weight is disgusting and no one realises mm. it. They just think, oh, you could probably do it gradually, but <clears throat> it's not the system that works. I mean, you can do yeah. it gradually. It's probably a smart move, but some people like the advantage of being a little bigger when they get in and, and yeah. stuff like that. So the cut is... And um, it's mentally grueling, do you know what I mean? And you can see it in a lot of, especially with the UFC, because it's massively yeah. broadcasted, that you see fighters get emotional, especially if they oh, win yeah. a big fight or they lose. You see them cry, you see them... It's, yeah. <clears throat> it's actually more open than people think, because we, us as fighters, we all know what each other are going through when we're training. Yeah. We all know, even if we hated each other, do you know what I mean? We both know we've we, we worked our, our asses off yeah. to get there. We've put ourselves through hell for that. So yeah. there's like that mutual respect and yeah, um, it's almost like a telepathy sort of thing. You don't even have to say anything to another fighter. They just know, like they just know what you've been through. They know the mental gruel, like gruel of the sport. So at the end of the day, we don't, and we people do talk like, especially in training, I've broke down in training before. Yeah. Um, not just, just because of like where I'm at at the sport sometimes, like I've broken down and, my teammates are the first ones there. Just say, like, yeah. pick, like, pick yourself up. You're, you're doing good. You don't need to, you don't need to stress about this. Like, you're, you're smashing it. Do you know what I mean? The most supportive teammates you can have are fighters, like yeah. I say, because they know exactly what you're going through. I think with the whole, I think people who have that idea about it being just like, who's the most macho bloke in the room? Yeah, like, I think they just need to like maybe just even just watch it. A lot of people haven't even watched it or like know anything about it but like the whole thing with like bjj at the start you like bow to each other or whatever it's like it's automatically some form of respect and emotion there it's not just two people yeah. trying to make each other tap out straight away like yeah 100 so i think people... B- bjj is the best part of it like that is the calmest yeah calmest like martial art on the planet just rolling and going through the motion but people don't people don't understand that all they see is the punching the elbows the blood <laughs> And they just think, oh, these guys are just trying to kill each other. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think like I just think it's not to the mass like populace of the world. Like a lot of people don't actually even know about like mixed martial arts or what it is. Like you said, they just think it's people punching each other, trying to knock each other out. But like when you actually watch it, um, what's the when it comes up to the UFC fights, they do that series on YouTube. The, the embedded yeah embedded that's it like if the you watch that yeah, it's yeah. so sick like seeing all the training and like what yeah, they... see how how they how they get through their fight week and that yeah, yeah. it's just it... so if anyone does have that impression of mixed martial arts fighters or any fighters in general you should try and find something like that a little documentary about it or watch UFC embedded it's it's like quite eye-opening yeah, definitely. Watch. yeah. so on to the whole fighting thing what's your like have you got any fights like upcoming plans like obviously because when you're so allowed obviously to- if yeah pretty much when we're allowed to so I had fights lined up for sort of last October and November yeah obviously they got cancelled due to COVID and then we got put into another lockdown so um, if if all, if everything goes to goes ahead as planned as Boris has said on the was it 21st of June or whatever everything goes back to normal 
Um, <clears throat> I'm having one blowout because I haven't had anything to look forward to in two years. So I'm going to Boomtown yeah. in August. Yeah, and yeah. after Boomtown, like as soon as I get back from Boomtown, that's it. I'm in camp or whatever. So yeah. fighting October, um, as early as October. And I want to get at least two in before the end of the year. So is it just, like, just, is the goal from now on just MMA fights or are you going to be doing Thai boxing or? I think any, anything that comes my way because I've been so inactive yeah. the past couple of years because of injury, because of COVID and all that. I think it, it is literally just being active. So, I mean, I, obviously if, if I could get, because MMA is quite hard to find a fight, especially yeah. like at this sort of level because um because the training sometimes you get injured like, I, I broke my rib just doing a forward roller training do you know yeah. what I mean like it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of them it's one of them, one of those sports that you never know what's going to happen so I'm happy to do jiu-jitsu competitions boxing kickboxing yeah. Muay Thai yeah. get me in anything I want to I just want to stay active get that experience um, I suppose it's get in there as much as I can yeah and in some ways I guess because you haven't fought in so long and it's been like just training or just little bits of this little bits of that yeah it's kind of just like getting back in the rhythm in it whatever fight you do first yeah exactly right. exactly yeah. It's, it's getting rid of the, getting rid of the cobwebs and just yeah. like just, just take, getting just taking in the face a punch again, again. yeah, yeah. It, you can't you, you can you, obviously we get hit in in training but they're your mates they ain't, they ain't trying to knock you out they're not yeah. trying to hurt you so it's yeah. yeah it's just taking a full-blown whack to the face again and just thinking right i ain't made a glass let's do this let's yeah go. yeah so, like, in terms of the future, like, what's your goal? Where do you see yourself? What's going on? I see. I can. I can see myself at the top. At the top of this game, mate. At the top of oh, top of this game, because I've. I'm. I've, I'm a natural athlete. You know I mean, sport has yeah. been, like I said earlier, sport has been my whole life. I may have played rugby, like predominantly as my sport, but in school, I played. I was captain of my basketball team. I played football. Yeah. I played cricket. Yeah. I, I could. I'm. I'm just a natural athlete. So, and when I start this. I mean, I was throwing out question. My first, the first kick I learned was a question mark kick, and people are saying like they haven't learned, they don't learn question mark kicks for yeah. like for years and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like it just came, it came naturally to me, and I've only been doing it for like I say about four years now. Yeah, and I can hang, I can hang with some of these pros that I spar with. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I hang, I hang with them. I can, I can sit with them. I mean, maybe not Toby Bindham because he he will argue with the fact that he dropped me with a spinning back kick, but we'll talk about that with another day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know what I mean? I hang with these pros and I've been doing it for four years and it's because yeah. mainly more so dedication to talent, but obviously the talent pay, played a lot of um, a lot into it. But yeah, my dedication, hard work, mate, I can see yeah. myself going very far with it, 100%. What's the um, famous saying about um, oh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, 100%. also, like, it's a good answer to be fair as well about at the top because if you don't like, if you don't back yourself in what you're doing, then no one else is going to back you. Like, yeah, who's going to believe you exactly? Yeah, yeah. You don't if, believe yourself. If I ask you that and you're just like, oh, might win a few fights at amateur level and then just like carry on coaching, like it's like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. Just, oh. good man. <laughs> safe, <laughs> safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. You got. All, it like you've got to believe you could you can go as far as you can and whatever you do. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah. if you sit back and just think, oh, I don't think I could do that, then you're not gonna do it. Do you exactly. know what I mean? I mean, I could I could go, <clears throat> I could go and lose fucking five five of my first professional fights. Yeah, and then just get cut and never fight again. But at least I went and tried. Do you know what I mean? At least I went and reached for that that goal of being yeah. at the top. And you've made it. I'll never, and... never hate myself for losing. I'll yeah. only hate myself for not trying. 
and then you've made it further than like 90% of the people who do it or try it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that, yeah. that's the thing. Whatever, whatever it is, even if it's a managerial position at your work and you think, oh, no, I'm not, I probably wouldn't get that. Start believing yourself. Just go yeah. for it. You never know what's going to happen. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Just think positive and like positive things will happen, I suppose. Like, yeah, mate, that's the key. Yeah. But um, so since you've been doing the fighting and the podcast as well, have you had any like negative remarks or like haters, let's say, like about like people saying oh, like, "Oh, you're never gonna make it." Like, don't worry about that, mate. I've got I've got a whole yeah. array of haters around there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, where where I am in Devon, it's two small towns. So I live in Torquay, but um, yeah. I've only lived in Torquay for two years. The next town over is Newton Abbott. Yeah, that's where um that's pretty much where where my life was. And like I say, very small towns. Everybody knows everyone. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite a well-known person around these parts. Good and bad, admittedly. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, like I said before, I was, a, I was a shit back in the day. Um, so I've got my I've got my array of haters. But in all fairness, do you the ones that I know that I hate as well? They're the ones that come up to me at nights out there. I can't wait to see you on the <laughs> UFC. Oh, I should come train with you one time. And I just sat there like, yeah, yeah, crackle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, mate. And then I'm just like, I know exactly you're one of them people. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I do get, I don't get anyone who say it to my face. No one's yeah. really said, oh, you're never gonna make it. But you know, you're here through the grapevine, especially around the, yeah. around these sort of heads. But that that drives me. Do you know what I mean? Because one day when I do get on that TV screen, I'm doing my post-fight interview. Yeah. I'll be saying a big fuck you to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think also if you like, if you haven't got any people like hating on you or saying just something like a little snidey remark, whatever, then I just like, you're probably not doing it very well. Like, cause people only hate when yeah. they're jealous of something or they can't do it or like they wish they yeah, did definitely. it first. So I think anyone who, doesn't want to start doing something so worried about what people will say about it just do it like yeah 100% because you can and the thing is a lot of a lot of people think I've uh, because of where I was because of how I was before people think I'm just doing it to fight just to be like yeah the odd man around town but I I just love it but I'd, I'd invite anyone to come, to come and train with me yeah you know what I mean just uh, I'll teach you I'll teach you everything I know I'll I'll get you involved you know yeah. I, I want to promote it to everybody I can and it's not about being the odd man. It's not about anything like that. Because at first it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go make a career out of this. Like, yeah. I went when I first went to training. It was purely to be like just to do something, and then yeah. I fell in love with the sport. Yeah. And I think that's what can happen. It saved my life, mate. This sport saved my life, and if it could do the same for anyone else, I'm all for it. Exactly. Yeah, that's like the good thing about it. Like, because because of my struggles in my life with like mental health and everything. When I started this, I was like, obviously, what I said earlier about, I was thinking, like, oh, what if people don't rate it or like, but you learn just like yeah. not to care. And then, like, the even if someone does say something bad about it, the things that you actually, the positives you get from it just completely outweigh them. Like, I had a woman, like, obviously, I'll keep it anonymous, but she had, she added me on Facebook, my personal Facebook profile. And she was just like, she messaged me just saying, Oh, I've watched your podcast and just a really nice message and just said to me, um, basically that her husband had committed suicide like a couple of years ago and he never spoke about his mental health. And she was just like really thankful for me mm. for talking about it. So like when something like that happens, you're like, Oh, this is actually sick. This is what I want to do. Like, yeah. So if you've got means to make someone or even if you change one person's life out of a hundred, like that's fine for me. I've done I've done my that's job. One, yeah, that's one person's life. Yeah, hundred percent. 
So, uh, what else have I got written down here? What we can talk about? Um, oh, yeah, some advice for someone who wants to start combat sports but lacks the confidence or thinks they won't <coughs> cut, be cut out for it. Lacking confidence. Is that... <coughs> it's interesting with martial arts because um, or combat sports because it is it is hard to the, the hardest step in um, any sort of fighting sport is walking through the door the first time yeah, yeah. Um, it's the scariest thing because obviously you've got people who made professionals maybe you've got people that have been training for years and you're looking around and they're all warming up and you're just you're kind of stood around like okay. oh shit what do I do but <clears throat> we it's, I know like in some um, like fitness gyms uh, not all, obviously, but I know in some it is quite, uh, what's the word, like a monarchy almost, like, yeah. oh, there's a new guy in there, yeah. a bit judgy, but all, no fighters, like, no fighters gym is really like that because we all started somewhere. We've all come into a gym not knowing how to throw a punch, not knowing how to throw a kick. So, I mean, yeah. we have been that scared person walking through the door the first time. Yeah. Um, so, my my advice really is, you don't have to go in and do your session straight away. Do you know what I mean? I've had, well, when people message me about coming to my gym and training with us, um, I say, just come and watch. Yeah. Just come yeah. see how we do things. Come and see the atmosphere. Come and see, um, come see the family pretty much. Yeah. See how we do things. Um, see if it's, see if just watching it is right for you first. Um, because nine times out of 10, when they come and watch, everyone, all the boys are straight over, like in between their rounds and just saying, you're right, mate, like, you're looking to yeah. get into this, are you? And then they, and they kind of, you know what I mean? They're already building a relationship. And that's yeah. and that's what most gyms are like. I haven't really been to a gym where like, I've trained it, I've trained at loads. Obviously, my I, I train at my predominant one, but I go to other gyms and train. And every time yeah, I yeah. go there, even though they, even if they don't know me, they're straight away like, oh yeah, yeah, do you want to get in? Do you want to jump in here? Do you want to do this with us? Yeah. Yeah. So, should go in, go in and watch, see if it's the right feel for you. Um take a look at different gyms if you have to and yeah. I think one-to-ones are important as well I mean I know they can be expensive sometimes but if there's yeah. if an instructor at a gym offers one-to-one training that's always a good a good opener I've had loads of people come to me and do their one-to-ones and now they're like, well, one of my one of my mates his name is Mark he came to me doing MMA one-to-ones yeah because again he was there like, I don't want to come to a class and be like a just not know what I'm doing my fitness yeah. all over the place so he did a month of one-to-ones with me and now he pays the top membership and he comes two nights a week, every, every week, every yeah. two nights, two nights. Yeah. Two nights a day, every week, two sessions yeah. a day. Yeah. And he's just like, he's glued to it now just yeah. because he had that, just the basics knocked down. So yeah, my advice is watch a session first, see if the field for you. And if you can afford it or if an instructor offers it, do some one-to-ones before yeah. jumping in there. I feel like it's just if you did one to one, it's just a big confidence boost, isn't it? Because you, you oh, get yeah, definitely. Instructor and someone who's obviously a lot more skilled than you already, you get to know them on a personal level. You actually form a relationship with them. It's probably the best thing to do. Yeah, like hundred percent. Or even see if a mate wants to go with you if you feel more comfortable doing that. Like yeah, definitely. That that's always a good start. If I didn't have. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not even friends with the kid now. I mean, but the kid who got me started into MMA, like that's one thing I will thank him for. Yeah. Like if it weren't for him, if it weren't for him, then yeah, I probably would have never gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, would have, I would have been, I would have been that scared, that scared kid, and that's what yeah. that's what I needed. Do you know what I mean? I needed that 
yeah. um, that's fun to be with me. So, like I say, some people might need the one to one. Some people might need to just watch. It, it's yeah. down. To, it's down to whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah, exactly, mate. I think you've summed it up there. If you're not comfortable doing, obviously, you can push your like comfort level. Sometimes or you're never going to excel at anything. But if you feel, yeah. if you know, you feel really, really uncomfortable after watching it, then maybe it's not for you. Or just go and watch it again. See if you feel more comfortable the next time. Like, but if yeah, there's exactly. if there's good people at the gym, whether that's a like combat sports gym or even just a like weightlifting gym, let's say commercial gym, you'll if there's good people there who are friendly to talk to at the start, then you're gonna feel comfortable straight away. Like, yeah, definitely. But um, 100%. I think for like questions about your life personally, I think we're done there. I've got a couple more questions just to end with, but um, this one's a probably. This could be a big debate for a lot of people. Who is the goat in the UFC? Oh, <laughs> oh, in the UFC. <clears throat> now, now you're talking. Here we go. So, obviously, I, this is this is a hard question. I don't think I have. I think because my number one goat in the whole UFC is Amanda Nunes. Yeah, yeah. Because um, she's. Well, she's just she's unreal. Do you know what I mean? Two two eight division champion in the women's. Yeah. Um, you can't she just can't be touched. And even her yeah. last out in, you got um Megan Anderson, who's a big girl, long, and she just knocks out in the first round. Yeah. So to me, to me, Amanda Nunes is at current the UFC GOAT. Yeah. I think of all time. I have to say John Jones, and people are gonna shoot me in the face for Mate, it. I agree because of this. <laughs> because of this PED stuff, but yeah, do you know what I mean? He he was he was found innocent of that. Yeah, whatever whatever went on. Obviously, he had the youngest champion. Do you know what I mean? What people what people failed to see is the bloke won the UFC championship at 23 years old. He started making millions at 23 years old. When you're 23 years old and you start making millions, you're gonna you're gonna party and you're gonna yeah. do some stupid shit. Yeah. You're probably gonna do some stupid stuff. So. That's what it did, but he's clean record, beating everybody in the books. His resume yeah. is unreal. So, yeah, John John Jones has got to be it for me. I think as well, if like when he goes up a weight class and if he fights in Ghana, if he beats him, he's cemented it. Oh, cemented, cemented, hundred yeah. percent. The, yeah. the fact that what pisses me off is when people say that Khabib is the goat. That stresses me out so much because yeah. he's good. Obviously, he's a twenty nine and zero, but he's not yeah. the goat. He only defended his title four times. Yeah, he hasn't fought. And he's yeah, those four people are the only four top contenders he's fought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas John Jones has fought just title fight after yeah. title fight his whole career. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a freak. I like um, I like Adesanya as well, but obviously he went up a weight class and he had a tough fight. But he's... yeah, I think he just he was clever with that though because he didn't put on weight um, purely for the fact because he knew the middleweight division is his division right now. Yeah, and yeah. if he put on weight, he'd have to cut it which yeah. then reduces his longevity in the sport. So yeah. he was kind of smart about it, but I think if he did actually put the weight on, yeah, um, he could do some damage at, yeah. at 105. Yeah, he's at... Um, 205 even. Yeah, 105. <laughs> 105, <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> That's a little man. <laughs> yeah. Is there, like, when you first got into it, was there anyone who was like, Maybe like not your goat as in terms of the best fighter, but someone who you were just like drawn to. Um, I'm gonna sound like a, I'm just gonna sound like a basic fanboy here, but Conor McGregor is the yeah. reason. Yeah. 
MMA MMA came onto my thought. I've always watched it. Uh, Brock Lesnar was the reason I watched started watching MMA. Yeah, because I was a WWE fan. Yeah. obviously. Yeah, and then I was like, he's doing what now? So he's the reason I started watching it. But Conor McGregor is the reason why I got infatuated by MMA. Why I was actually interested in maybe giving it a crack. Yeah, um, yeah. And at the time, he was on top of the world. Do you know what I mean? He probably <laughs> was considered the goat. Yeah. Um, at that sort of time. So, but yeah, it sounds basic, but Conor McGregor definitely. Yeah, I think when I first started watching it, I loved um GSP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. good fighter. Yeah, lethal blow, and obviously like Anderson Silva when he was at his prime, like he was slapping people up. Again, unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just uh, unreal dominant champions. I yeah. mean, if you're going to talk about people that transcended the sport, you are going to talk about Anderson Silva, yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, GSP, Conor McGregor, they're, they're pretty much your four names that yeah. anyone's going to come to mind when you, when you talk about the UFC. It's mental though. I remember when I first started watching it and um, the highest paid athlete in the division was GSP and he was earning 400 grand per fight. Like some of the fighters now wouldn't oh, even yeah. get out of bed for that. Like, yeah, you think about John Jones, he's going, I'm fighting in Ghana for 10 million, I'll even yeah. that. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. But then, but, um, then I, I, I see where they come from with money because look at bo- some boxers, they're making like 200 to 200 million a fight. Oh, yeah. You've got the UFC, that's a multi billion pound com- like company. Yeah. And these fighters are getting paid fuck all for what they're worth, really. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And you see like these YouTubers who get oh, into. Don't. Yeah. Who get into. <laughs> don't get me started. Like they'll get paid like 50 million. And you're like. Yeah. Like obviously, like training what like two years. Yeah, I suppose it's in some ways it's it is good for boxing in terms of it. It brings a lot of publicity to it because there's a lot of more new fans now because of it. But you see these guys who have trained their whole life to get a like purse like that from a fight, and they don't get anywhere yeah. near it just because someone's got some like YouTube fame. To be honest, I just I think um, I, I think Ben Askren can do this. You know, oh, everyone. Everyone disagrees with me. Everyone says, oh, yeah, but Jake Paul's actually got quite good boxing, but he hasn't mm. never been taken. He's, yeah. fought, he's fought a YouTuber and a basketball player. He's never yeah. been taken into deep waters. Yeah. Ben Askren has been like pretty much battered by Robbie Lawler, got up and won the, and won the fight. Yeah. Everyone I mean, thought I, he did, you know what I mean? I think. I hope he gets battered. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love nothing more, mate. I'd love nothing more. You see him at the press conference trying to um, give him a dig in the ribs. I slap him, a little slap on the slap stomach, him on the ass, almost. <laughs> I was, I was creasing up, mate. I was like, yeah. no way. Like, and Ben didn't even shake it off. He just looked at him like, what are you doing? Yeah, and like Logan Paul's fighting Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that's weird because Logan Paul's a big guy. Mate. Mate, he's like, <laughs> he's like <laughs> big. over a hundred kilos. He's like two twenty. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like six three, I think. 6'4". Yeah. And obviously, and maybe is like five nine and <laughs> one hundred and fifty pounds or something. Yeah, man. I mean, to be fair, it'd be interesting because I think Floyd would obviously outbox him for days. Yeah, but all Logan has to do is hit him once, like clean. Yeah, yeah. but it, it it'll be interesting. But I think that whole YouTube thing, it's got it's got pros and cons. But I think the cons definitely outweigh the pros to it. Oh yeah, definitely. But then, and- to be fair, with boxing, I think boxing is slowly. I mean, again, I'm probably going to get shit for saying this. I think it's a slowly dying, dying sport. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. Just, just like, just in the way it's ran. I mean, obviously, there's hundreds, there's loads of talent out there, but yeah. I don't like how they how they do things. They pretty much spoon feed fighters until 
yeah. <clears throat> to give them an unbeaten record. Whereas you've got like MMA, you ain't going to get an easy fight. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, they know you're, you're worrying about takedowns, kicks, punches, yeah. like elbows. And Every the, time you go in there, it's a battle. Also, like furthermore, on that point, it's like with boxing, it's become such a money thing now. Like the bi- arguably the biggest British heavyweight fight in history that's going to be coming up, Joshua and Fury. Like the talks yeah. of the first fight is it's going to be in Saudi Arabia. Like just for oh yeah for the, the private viewership of yeah. like princes Money. and yeah what because they might yeah, bank they might bank a hundred million from it but they they're not fighting in what they look yeah like yeah it's, it's ridiculous mate I don't I just yeah I don't like the system of boxing yeah. um I think uh, I love boxing do you know what I mean I I'm, I box myself I still, I go to boxing gyms yeah I do like watching it but I don't like the system of it and I think I think MMA is going to take over it. I mean, yeah. obviously, boxing has been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. But look how big the UFC has got in 20-odd years. Yeah, yeah. Mate, it's on a, like, meteoric rise, especially what we were saying earlier, of people like Conor McGregor coming about into it. Like, it's going... Yeah, from- transcending it. Yeah. And, like, even people like Darren Till. Like, just I bring- love it, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brings such a crowd in from, like, Britain. Just this, like, funny scouser. Yeah. Like, mate, he's- he is gold. And it just, like, it propels onto another level, really which is good for the sport. And I think, yeah, I think within the next 10 years, it will definitely would have overtaken boxing. A hundred percent, mate. hundred percent. I mean, just the, the leaps and bounds that MMA has come since, yeah. <clears throat> even since maybe the Anderson Silver reign, because that wasn't yeah. too long ago when you think yeah. about it. Like but even years? since then, it's come leaps. Yeah, it's come yeah. leaps and bounds. Like it's ESPN, yeah. BT Sport, all, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's all over. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, on the rise. But, mate, for like one final question that I'd like to... I forgot it in my last podcast, to be fair, but I'm going to be asking like each of my guests it, is if you could spend a day with three different people, like, so one on each day, who would it... Like, dead or alive, it can be dead or alive, who would it be and why? Three different people. That's tough. I think one... <clears throat> Would be Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'd love to spend a day with Michael Jordan. Just, uh, just I think that's just, just for motivation. I think if you spent a day with that bloke, you'd like, be ready to take on whatever. Yeah. Or Kobe Bryant, obviously. Like as it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, the, just the mind, just the mindset mm-hmm. that those that those users have. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be yeah good to brush up with them. Um, who else? It doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be fighting related. It could be like an old family, yeah, it could be an old friend. It could be anything. Um, well, speaking of friends, probably my friend Matty Matty yeah. K. He committed suicide in oh, um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it's to be fair, it's been a bit of a an epidemic of it down here. I mean, we lost Matty the day after we lost our man, our mate Kyle. Oh, mate. Um. Three months, yeah. We it was our anniversary for another mate, Billy. Yesterday, um, we've lost. I think we've lost six, six of our. Oh mate, yeah, it's horrible. Six people around here to it. Yeah, Matty was Matty was one of my yeah, probably my be- my best friends. I'd love to, I'd love to see that that tattooed yeah. dog again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, that's a good one. And, um, and then, mate, it's it's hor- it's horrible. Like to hear that, especially because like. It just shows that people 
if you ask someone if they're all right and they say, yeah, I'm all right, just like make sure they are all right. Don't just leave it at that. Yeah. Like. 100%. I mean, it's, it, it can be the people that you, you expect it from the least. Like with, yeah. with Matty, um, obviously we didn't expect it, but we knew Matty had his demons. You know, yeah. He, yeah. He, we, we, he, was, he was quite open with him about us. He always like chatted to us when he was feeling when he was yeah. feeling shit or whatever. We knew he had um, we knew he had things going on in his head. But with people like Kyle, the the geezer who went the day after, he was like, like, oh, he's just he was he was the funniest geezer you'd ever meet in your life. Like, yeah. Yeah. he's part of um part of one of the local football teams. Yeah, you see him on a night out, and he was just like, you stand next to him for ten minutes, and you're laughing till yeah. three in the morning. Do you know what I mean? He he was a top quality geezer, and I don't think, I mean. I'm not sure. I wasn't in his like, like proper circle. Do you yeah. know what I mean? We were, we were good friends and that. We spent some time together. But um, so to, to pe- for people like me who who were just like friends with him, just did things every now and then. Um, I could, I'd never saw that coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, he was he was such a, the life the life of everything. Um, whether or not his closest or his brother saw it, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. To to people like me on the on sort of like the outer skirts of that circle. No, yeah, never in a million years. It was like yeah. you're joking me. Um, and it's the same with the same with most of them. To be fair, like we've lost, yeah, like I say, about six six yeah. people in three years, all Jeez. all between the ages of twenty two to twenty eight. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Just they're like the prime of their lives. Some some even have kids, like yeah. two girls. Um, they are kids, and it's just yeah, it's, it's terrible, mate. And I think. A lot of it comes down to the small, the small town mentality that is yeah. that it is around here. Yeah. Um. A lot of people in your business trying to compete with, yep. with everyone around you because everyone knows each other. You feel like you have to, you have to do well, otherwise people are talking about you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Which is one of the, which is one reason why I like London, yeah. because it is kind of like no one knows me. I can do I can do what I want. Yeah. No one's gonna talk about me. Um. I think that's key for people to realise, especially where where I live now. Everyone's so like we're such a big community now because of the people yeah. that we've lost. Because yeah, these yeah. six people are massive names around around town, so it's brought everyone together. Everyone's a bit more considerate. Yeah, um, everyone's taken uh, a lot of a lot of steps forward for mental health. But I think for people in other areas. You do just need just need to think about what what you're doing to other people and and how um how you address them. Like yeah. obviously, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say never speak badly of ever, of anyone ever again. Like if you're in, if you're just in a room with your mates, I mean, I don't condone it at all. But I can't say I don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I sometimes slag someone off to my mates, but it's yeah. do you know what I mean? Isn't it? I, it doesn't go any further than that. I don't if, then start going around to different people and saying, "Oh, this person's a dickhead" and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think if anyone says that they don't do that, then they're a liar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we all we all do it. We're human. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 part of what we do, but it's how you do it that's important. And just don't um, go don't go spreading false accusations about people either. Like, exactly. If you don't know the facts, then don't don't go around telling people. Like yeah. the only time I really start saying stuff about people is if I've seen them post something I don't agree with or yeah. Yeah. Um, they've said some. They've said something I don't agree with, and then I'll and then I'll have a little bit of a rant or a moan to, yeah. to my mates. But don't go any further than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't then start going, "Oh, this person's done this. This person's done that." Yeah. Because that's when that's when that's where the danger lies, pretty much. And you can see it not just in 
like people like us, but with Faye, look at that Chloe Kardashian, what's going on with her yeah, now. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um, so yeah. much, just from one, just from one picture, so much has been said about her. Yeah. Um, negatively, t- things are being spread, lies are being told. Yeah, it's and crazy. Like, you, just, you just don't know what effect that can have. And Yeah. But yeah, people just need to be careful. Very yeah. careful about and also about if any, if anyone like people will say stuff like that and then as soon as this person like might take their own life or start self harming like, and the first one to jump in and start, yeah jump on a bandwagon yeah, and be like, yeah, oh, start start this yeah. person was an idol to me like yeah yeah definitely they are they always are they they're usually the people that um struggle a lot a lot with themselves and I think yeah. they they obviously need to take a little bit of a I look in the mirror and just think what's what their issues are before. Yeah, and you see it a lot in, before trying to offer. Yeah, you see it a lot in professional, professional sports as well. Like if someone has a bad football match or bad fight, anything like oh, that, the amount of like ra- racist remarks and stuff like that is mental. Yeah. And it's yeah, like it's disgusting. And it's it's back to your point about it's someone it's, it's in there like it's to do with their own mental as well. The people who are saying it, but if someone can go online and make like a fake instagram account just to like mm. racially abuse someone or just to like throw shade at someone they've they're obviously very insecure about something and they're trying to yeah, they, yeah. they've got they've got they've got something to mask and i think um i, th- I think if if we had um obviously uh, mental health has only really become more of a spoke about subject the past few years yeah but um i think if we had the funding for it and Everything was a go. I think every child through, and whenever whenever you go to your different sections of schools, so when you're yeah. in primary school, then when you go to secondary school, you go to college, you go to university. I think every child should have some sort of um, psych evaluation or yeah. some sort of psychological evaluation just to see where yeah. where they're at in their life because a lot of people go through life and just have no idea that they're they're actually yeah. bad. like it's it's not always a visible thing. Do you know what I mean? Some people actually block out uh, things like abuse and things like that people block that part of their childhood out so they don't even remember yeah. it they don't even think it's a part of them um until they get they get some yeah. sort of help because something's happened so or, or because they're so like because it's happened their whole life or if if someone's abusive in a relationship and it's happened happened the whole yeah. relationship some people might start to think it's normal yeah like, it's just yeah exactly and it's just so unhealthy but um yeah, that's. I think that's obviously a conversation for another time. It's quite. A, we could go on for hours about that. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Um, the f- third person, the last one. Let's see. Oh, third person. Yeah, yeah. So, third person. I'd probably say my grandma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause she she died of cancer in um, April. Well, sort of it, Easter Sunday. Um, two years ago, yeah, and I just, I just want to see where what she'd think about what I'm doing now because she is very, she's very posh, very yeah. posh lady. But I hid my tattoos from her for um, about two years, and then one day I thought, you know what, yeah, I'm just gonna show her. And her first reaction was, "You're out of my will." It's not, you know, that's so common. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. but she came around, and um, they were really small ones as well. And then I started getting more. I think she. I think she died before I got the one on the back of my head, but she saw tattoos. I got tattoos going through my nipples, yeah. Yeah. like on my chest, and she's seen them and she's like, "Oh, that's really good." And I'd, I'd love to see what she's um what she'd say about what I'm doing yeah. with my life now because I wasn't 
I wasn't working at the at the gym when she was around. I was still kind of studying and working at O2. Yeah. So yeah. I'd um I'd love to see I'd love to see what she'd say about what I'm doing now. Yeah. No, that's that's a good that's a good three people to be fair. You could I'm surprised though that you didn't put Conor McGregor in there. No, nah, because I think um I think I'd go a bit wild with Conor McGregor. <laughs> I think that's a different. <laughs> I think that's a different kind of day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just, I think he'd bring out the. Um, I think he'd bring out the, the the craziness of me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Michael Jordan would bring out. Oh, my dogs are getting mental. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the postman's been. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, Michael Jordan would be just mo- motivational. Yeah, help me understand things a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, dogs. One second, bud. That's all right, mate. Oh, they'll keep barking for a minute. They'll soon give up. Yeah, sorry, right, mate. I got a dog. I know what it's like. <laughs> Idiots, mate. Yeah, but um, no, nah, that's a yeah. Conor McGregor he'd just bring out his whiskey, and you'd have a wild one. That's, that's that's what I mean, mate. I think he'd just bring out the wild side. And because of his persona as well, I'd start bouncing off of it. And I'd be yeah. like, yeah, let's go fucking do shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, nah, that's a good three, mate. And I think that's a good a good couple points to end it on as well. Like a couple more sentimental people you'd spend like your time with, if you could. Yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, mate, it's been it's been a pleasure, even though we had some serious struggles. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, yeah. Well, no, I, pre- I appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having me on. No, no worries. Anytime, mate. And if you ever just give me a shout if you want me on one of yours or whatever, and we'll yeah, yeah, definitely get the ball yeah, rolling. Once I get it all um, sorted out, we'll definitely get you on. Yeah, sweet, mate. Anyway, mate, n- nice one for that. Yeah, Cheers. nice talking to you, mate. Cheers, first.